Good morning. Thanks for joining me or rejoining me on the Meg Ellison Show after that brief break. I am delighted to have joining me on the show for the first time. She's welcome back anytime, obviously. Ella Nowak. She was the Department of Administration Secretary and a former Public Service Commissioner appointed by, oh, don't you miss him, former Governor Scott Walker. She has a long history advocating for conservative energy policies in Wisconsin and is currently the Vice President of State and Federal Affairs at Wisconsin-based American Transmission Company, otherwise known as ATC. She's joining me to talk about a bill that proponents say will say say will save you money if it is passed in the legislature and obviously signed into law by Governor Vito himself. Good morning, Ellen. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Meg. I well, appreciate it. Yeah, welcome to the show. So yeah. let's, uh, we were chatting very, it was great to chat with you off air and we almost got caught with dead air, but um, in the split second we switched over to on air. Let's talk about the, and I've had, as as we chatted off air, I've had a number of guests that are pro-ROFR and against ROFR, and I wanted to at least maybe for a, offer a refresher for our listeners to understand what ROFR is and why they should be concerned about it. Thanks, and thanks for having me on, and thanks for having a really robust dialogue over the past several months on this issue. I appreciate you giving um, listeners um, a fair choice and understanding of what's going on. So what this bill does is really give Wisconsin a choice. Do we want to continue down the path that has been working well for us for the last 20-plus years and how our transmission system is built and operated in Wisconsin, or do we want to turn the keys over to the federal government to have them interject a process into Wisconsin that when we look where it's played out in other states, it's not playing out very well. So um, I think that, you know, as a person who lives in this state, who loves being here, um, who has been proud to work for the state and serve the citizens, I think we know what's best for Wisconsin citizens when it comes to our critical infrastructure. So what this bill does, it says that it will um, assign needed transmission projects to existing incumbent utilities already here in the state, which we, of course, bid out everything that goes into the cost for those, materials, contracting, labor, or do we want to default to a federal process, which the whole project is bid out through a very complex bureaucracy and as I said, it's just not working where it's been tried and where we have no say and then in that federal process. We don't get to pick the bidder. We don't get to pick the winning bid. We don't get to pick the criteria for who wins. So I think it's just more important that we keep a process here that has been working well. You know, back in the 80s and 90s, our grid was, it was shaky. Um, it was fragmented. And the Wisconsin legislature fixed that. And they said, we need more consolidated transmission system in the state. And this would go backwards. If we don't if we don't pass this bill, we are going to go backwards to where we were before um, the formation of ATC and the um, consolidation of our grid. So I've had guests that are opposed to this bill, Republicans um, specifically, mm-hmm. and love him to death. And, and yeah. I mean, I, I'm just trying to get enough wrap my mind around this and 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 really get an idea of of who's right on this one <laughs> and, and i had uh, senator strobel on uh, mm-hmm. a number of weeks ago and we talked about his opposition to right of first refusal and uh, part of i guess what he explained is that we don't want to uh 
we don't want to seed um, uh, we don't want to give up the 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 right oh gosh now I'm not going to be able to to explain what he what he said because I always get I always get mixed up when it comes to whether or not this is well I guess I, he just said we will cede any competitive bidding if we do not if we if we are not in opposition to uh, this right of first ref, if we are supportive of the right of first refusal bill. Yeah, and I mean, respectfully, that's just, um, there is a lot of competitive bidding. Like I said, we bid out the labor materials, um, all the structures, everything that goes in. It's very transparent. And under the bill, it has to be provided to the Wisconsin Public Service Commission for the public to view. Um, There are, you know, people who are opposed to the bill will say this is a, you know, this is an issue of free market competition versus regulation. And look, you and I, we, I, we're all big proponents of the free market, but there are still situations where there are natural monopolies. Transmission is one of them. There is no transmission system in, in the country. Where, nowhere in the state, any state, you can't go choose your own transmission provider. This isn't like choosing your brand of toothpaste, right? You can't go choose your transmission provider. What this bill really does is what type of regulation do you want to select to best protect Wisconsin ratepayers and citizens? Do we want the state process that has worked very well, or do we want to succumb ourselves to a federal process that's been very cumbersome, very litigious over the years? We have the benefit. A lot of, so the, about 12 years ago, this, the federal government said for certain transmission lines, we're going to subject the ownership of the line, not, not everything below it. Again, there is bidding in all of our, everything that we do. And it is, it is, again, very transparent at the Public Service Commission. We don't, I've heard some others say, we just, we get awarded a project, we get to pick our price, and that's it. That is not true at all. It has never, that has never been the case. We bid out projects, and um, people can come, you know, that we've had interveners at the State Public Service Commission. It is audited by staff at the State Public Service Commission. So it's a very transparent process. Um, we have the benefit of hindsight now that this rule that the government said, the federal government said states you can do or you can opt out of. Some states around us immediately opted out of it, like within a few years of the federal, within months of the federal government coming down with this rule. North Dakota, South Dakota, for example, because they're like, hey, thanks, but no thanks, federal government. We're going to take care of our own. Uh, We, along with some other states, tried to see, well, maybe, you know, in theory, right, it sounds good, but it hasn't played out the way they thought. Even the federal government has admitted it's not working well, and their answer to that is, let us fix it. And um, I don't know about you, but I don't often turn to the federal government to fix problems. I think they should be fixed and controlled at the state level. What we've seen is um, more than half of the projects that have gone through this type of federal procurement process have come in and asked for massive price increases in their original bid. So, and it's often delaying the process. Our regional grid operator has told us that this federal process adds at least one year to the whole timeline of getting a project done. And that's important because that's an economic development issue. Um, We need, you know, having critical infrastructure, having a reliable grid is one of the pillars to attracting 
uh, new companies or expanding uh, operations in Wisconsin. And if we have too much um, congestion on our grid, just like traffic, or we can't um, provide good, reliable energy, we're not going to be an attractive place for companies to come locate. So this is a matter of economic development. And that's why we've had 15 regional economic development groups or chambers support this bill and say, we need this for Wisconsin because we know the importance of a reliable grid. And they also know that the way the MISO, so MISO, you've probably heard of MISO, it's our regional grid operator. Think of it like the air traffic controller for about 15 states in the Midwest. And they control the flow of energy on the transmission system around the state, uh, around our state. Well, they've determined how the, the costs of these regional projects are, are divided among these 15 states. And under their rules, an incumbent provider like Excel or ATC or Dairyland, we can um, bill for our existing operation, operating costs that Wisconsin ratepayers are currently paying for. We can push those out, some of those costs out to those other states in our region. A non-incumbent cannot do that. And that results in a cost savings for Wisconsin customers. And that fact we have been talking about for months and months has not been rebutted by anyone who opposes this bill. And I think that's really important because this is a key, you know, when we're talking about energy prices going up for other reasons, if Wisconsin has the ability to save some dollars and push those costs out and spread them out among a larger group of people, we should do that. Well, it's interesting that you, uh, I was I was poised to ask you a question about that and, and what will this will this protect the rate payer and will um, will it be is it projected that uh, the costs well that the costs won't go up if we if this uh, if this rule for bill passes so and we're talking just again about the transmission portion of your bill we can absolutely bill out more of our existing costs for a line or one of these regional lines than if a merchant developer were to come in and do it so yes it would go down the transmission. It would not go up as much, I should say, as um, it would under a merchant developer. Meaning gonna, under a developer that comes, that, that, that is, it is not providing service today. Correct. Okay. In Wisconsin. Okay. Correct. Correct. So, so that is, um, and, and here's the other thing about that, Meg. Remember I mentioned a lot of states around us have uh, adopted this type of legislation they are spreading those costs to us for their types of lines, the types of lines that that applies to. But we, if we don't adopt this legislation, we're saying, well, we have the opportunity to spread more costs around like you guys do, and you're pushing on to us, but we're not going to do that. And to me, that, that just doesn't intuitively make sense, and it really puts us, I think, as an economic disadvantage again. So... How can our listeners, um, well, what, what can they do? I mean, obviously, the, the one part is to contact their, their legislators. I know this mm-hmm. bill has already passed uh, the state assembly. Right. Um, do, you have any, do you have an inkling of, of where it stands in the Senate? Well, you know, they have, I think, one more floor date 
is what we've been told. And so we're still working to, you know, we're hopeful and confident. I know the majority leader has expressed interest in it. We have good support among a lot of senators. Um, And you know what? This is a really great bipartisan piece of legislation as well, um, which we don't often talk about, unfortunately, too much in this day and age. But it's a um, it's got a lot of support in the Senate, and we're still hopeful to get it on the floor um, by the middle of the month. So, can you cite some examples of other states that haven't passed Rofer and and what it has done to their um, rates? I well, we haven't, of course. Um, I don't. I haven't looked at what some other states have done. I know. Um, you know, if, if that they don't have rofers, I haven't delved into the transmission portion of their rates, right? This is a very nuanced um, portion, portion of your bill. One of the things I think that is getting conflated in this argument is, you know, we'll hear, well, if you, if you pass this bill, energy costs are going to go up. Well, you know, other parts of your energy costs may go up because, right, the natural cost of natural gas is going up. There's other um, things being there's EPA regulations that are imposing things that make costs go up. So it's hard to single out for me on another state. I haven't been able to. I haven't delved into what is causing uh, price pressures in other states to go up. Well, so so back to I mean I guess what do you think are the obstacles at this point to getting this bill passed? I know you said there's one more. Has to be read one more time, and mm-hmm. um, do you anticipate that happening this session? I do. Oh, I do. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think just the obstacles are, you know, there's still a perception out that that there is this is a free market versus, uh, you know, monopoly type of situation. Again, what it is is about who do you, what type of process do you want to have running your grid in Wisconsin? Do you want a state-led process or do you want a very cumbersome cumbersome federal process that just hasn't played out? You know, we've seen delays in other states where these projects have gone through the federal process. Um, They will say they come in with a a cost cap, but there's lots of exceptions. So they will typically bid low, and it's not always the lowest bidder that wins. Um, there There was a situation just to the west of us and their regional grid operator the winning bid actually cost more and was going to take longer to build. Um, it was done by a merchant, and for reasons we don't know, the the committee picked the one that cost more and took longer to build. Um, and the state had no say about that, and there was really not a lot of transparency behind the why. Um, but we often also then see a lot of low bids come in just to win the bid, and then they submit a lot of change orders later and come in and ask for increases. There's a situation out in California where I think the winning bid, and they said they could do it for about $260 million. They're now asking for over a 200% price increase from ratepayers. And they have to go to the FERC, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, to get that. And the FERC, you know, if they grant it, then the, quote, cost cap is not a cost cap. It's false. Um, If the FERC says, no, you bid what you bid and you're stuck, you know, this is, again, the case of the merchant, they're not going to finish the project because they're not going to eat all that cost. And that's just bad for the ratepayers because then you're left with a project that is 
now many, it's already behind schedule. It's going to be even more behind schedule, and it has to then go through that federal bureaucracy again. So, you know, this is a choice between a very streamlined state-led process or a federal process. That's what the choice is about. Well, and I mean, I guess in conversations that I've had with our state senator, Corey Tomchek, here on the 29th, we've talked about, um, and, and I know that he has uh, done his due diligence and, and spoken mm-hmm. with the providers in in our district, in the 29th district. And, you know, I guess he has more confidence in in, in talking with them of, of their ability to be providers as opposed to the unknown, which is someone coming in from presumably usually out of state and and you know we we don't really know what the what the service or or really what uh, what the rates would look like but you know I, I guess I am I lean towards uh, well supporting this just because I, I I have a I guess I have a real problem with even at the state level I have a problem with someone down in Madison, you know, like our governor or uh, the minority party uh, telling me how I should live my life and, and without having any idea of the the unique circumstances or the unique, I, I don't know, life and, and, and what we have to offer in, in the central part of the state. And so I, I guess I have more um, confidence in in those that are 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 here and are already providing the service and and you know as I know you refer to it as incumbent as opposed mm-hmm. to uh you know whatever Wisconsin providers but uh, it it seems to me to make more sense to want to have local control or I mean I don't know if it's really local per se but just control uh in terms of who it is that would you know would receive the ability to or would 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 be granted the ability to be a provider? Yeah, that, you know, it comes down to when we're putting a project together, there is a lot of effort and thought and care put into, we know the local landscape, we know landowners, we live and work here. Our company alone has about 550 employees here and we're here to stay and we're going to continue to be in front of the Wisconsin Public Service Commission for many years to come. You know, an outside developer can put together a bid. They don't know the local area. Um, They may not know the topography, some other situations going on, and they'll put together a bid at a high level. And again, if it doesn't work out, you know, they come and ask for more money later. Where we take care of, we, we, we have a lot of care put into the front end, and we're here. We're going to stay here, and we're good corporate citizens, and we enjoy being Wisconsin residents. So... If there were, and I don't know, I mean, this might be a far-fetched question, but if there were a, and you know, I guess it, it, it probably doesn't exist because how do you how do you create an infrastructure um, at the drop of a hat? But if there were a Wisconsin company that isn't currently a provider of uh, of service right now, would they, under this bill, if this bill were passed, would they have an opportunity to to bid um, projects? It doesn't have to do with uh, with it has to do with where the line connects to. It doesn't have to do with like where the company is incorporated. Okay. So it yeah it has to do with existing the assignment. Uh, yeah existing equipment. existing infrastructure. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that makes sense. So before I let you go, just wanted to give you an opportunity one last time to, uh, you know, just if there's anything else you'd like to add and, and really shout out to our listeners for uh, any yeah. kind of support. Well, I know it can get um, very into the weeds quickly, but Meg, I appreciate you having me on. I just, it does save ratepayers money. Um, the, the way that the regional grid operator allows companies to allocate costs, it allows an incumbent to allocate more than an outside developer, a non-incumbent would, and that is a benefit to Wisconsin and that has been that has not been refuted. And this is good. This is a good bill for Wisconsin ratepayers. And so as you, you said, it's it's got a chance of being signed into law because there's bipartisan support. There's bipartisan support, which again, I think I'm really proud of that. Well, and and I mean, there's very little, as you said, that we can that we can agree upon these mm-hmm. days with those on the left. So yes, yes. It, it is it's, something this is that a great. Yeah, we should be we should be proud of that. I think there's a lot of people that you probably talk to a lot too, and you know most people think you know this is this is governing, right? You have to at some point you have to move forward rather than just put your stake in the ground. This is a good bill for the entire state of Wisconsin, and Democrats and Republicans recognize that. Ellen Nowak, thanks for joining me this morning. Again, you she is with the Wisconsin-based ATC, or American Transmission Company. Thanks for your time this morning. I appreciate, appreciate the explanation. It. Thank hope, you. Hope you have you a bet. great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Going to the 930 News, followed by your calls on the other side, 715-845-2155 on the Mega Ellison Show on WSAU.